0: What's up everyone? I'm Katherine Rudder and you're listening to Life in the Fast Chain. For this episode, we have Ken Mark from B3i, and I pulled Ron Mann from the insurance team uh, into the studio to join me because I thought it'd be kind of fun to talk about uh, all things insurance. And also, this was recorded right before Corticon, but during Corticon, we had um, a bunch of, I think, four uh, teams from the InsureTech Challenge presented, and we had a live poll on the Corticon app uh, where everyone voted. For who uh, they thought should win the InsurTech Challenge. And since then, I'm so happy to, to announce that TrustLayer was the winner. So, woo, congrats, TrustLayer! Um, everyone congratulate them they have a Twitter we actually just recently posted about them on um, all of our social media so I thought it was timely to have B3I on the podcast Um, I also just want to mention the fact that I am currently recording in a full-on Taylor Swift outfit Um, I thought it was extremely obvious who I was considering I put on fake bangs like I did last year I was Taylor Swift last year as well but I think my costume last year landed did a little bit better um I'll put a picture in the uh bio because I think it's hilarious but people don't know who I am and I I literally think I'm a spitting image so let me know what you think Um, I hope everyone enjoys this podcast and happy Halloween In the studio with Ken Mark, Chief Marketing Officer at B3i. Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for asking me along.
0: Of course. I'm also with Ron Mann from the insurance team. Well, I guess it's not necessarily the insurance team. Is it?
2: It is, I guess. We are part of the vertical team, and um, I look after insurance.
0: Yeah, okay. So, yeah. team. Insurance. So, yeah. You work with Ryan and Victor, right? Do you have any other people in the insurance space here?
2: Uh, that's it. Ryan and Victor.
0: And Victor just joined. He is in London. He is fabulous. I um, yelled at him the other day, and I felt guilty f- about it for, like, days on end. But.
2: Really? You've yeah. yelled at me a million times. Have you ever felt guilty?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, Jeez. Ronnie. Well...
2: Do you always yell at new starters? No. <laughs> yeah? Just make them yeah. feel at
0: home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's uh,
2: our orientation.
0: Yeah. You, you have to get it out of the way quick, and then you're nice I don't know no but I really did feel bad about it because he's like such a sweet person and I obviously have like the (coughs) biggest personality and he seems a little more meek so I felt like I was kicking a puppy um, but anyways, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. Um, okay, Ken, tell me a little bit about yourself, and then we'll jump into the booze part. But um, yeah, tell hey, me what led you to B3i. We,
1: we could start with the booze. No, no, no. Uh, so what do I do? I'm chief marketing officer. So I'm responsible for all the marketing and communications. Um, yeah. And I kind of fell into that role during the early days or the consortium days, mm-hmm. whereas as the story goes, uh, we, we had someone who was leading all of our comms, uh, one of the representatives from from Allianz mm-hmm. and she left Allianz and uh, we had a meeting and they said, well, who's going to run comms now? And I said, well, I can speak English so maybe I can do it. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, great. so I kind of fell into that. And then and then when we incorporated and so on, I took on the role. And uh, I've yeah. been busy trying to promote awareness and of what we're trying to do and what we are and, yeah. and all that stuff.
0: Yeah, very cool. Um, okay, so I guess we should talk about we're not drinking in the studio. I'm very appreciative of that, by the way, because it is the morning. Um, so I'm happy that we're not, like, throwing back tequila or something awful. Um, still, we are in the office, so <laughs> that's good. So tell me what uh, what's your favorite alcohol?
1: Strictly speaking, my favorite alcohol is malt whiskey. But actually, there's there's uh, and, and there's another drink. It's a Spanish drink. It's called orujo, yeah. and it is very similar to grappa. Okay. Um, so it's made in a very similar way. Um, tends to come from the, um, the the northern the northern northern regions. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be regarded as medicinal. Therefore, we could have some now. Oh, um, okay. But actually, it's a very good digestive. and oh. uh, The particular one I. Like I like has got herbs in it Um, or um <laughs> and, uh, and I can't um, even
0: imagine what this tastes like like what what could you compare it to
1: it's well if have you had grappa before no, or any schnapps or anything like uh, that yeah so it's a it's a liquor it's not overly sweet okay um but actually without any additives in it because they make it with honey they make it with coffee and they make it with all sorts of things oh. so it's basically what's kind of left over of the grapes when they've they've processed them to make wine huh. um, and they they take that and they create an alcohol from it uh, it's about 40 50 proof.
2: Oh, dear. Um,
1: but the the, with the additives, like the herbs, yeah. um, make it sweet. Uh, and wow. so it's, it really does help as an after-dinner drink.
0: It's not, so, not
1: excessively sweet.
0: But, what, uh, what's it called again?
1: Or rujo.
0: I'm going to have to try that now because yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Have you had it, Ronnie?
2: I haven't had it either, but I would love to. It's definitely worth
1: trying. <laughs> we should we should do this during Codacorn. <laughs> <laughs> if we can find some. Yeah. We need it. We, uh, we, yeah, is we, it
0: easily available? Like, can you buy it <sighs> anywhere?
1: Pr- probably not that easy in, okay. in the UK. We had some the other night because we were at a Spanish restaurant. Oh, okay. Whoa, oh, they've got some here. But I have a house in Spain, so that's why I've been on oh. it. Spain for a long time so that's where I bring it over
0: oh I love I yeah. love Spain I I, t- I always tell people how I can speak Spanish but then like all of a sudden they're like, oh great and then start speaking super super fast and I'm like oh no 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 <laughs> don't do that slow
1: down <laughs> yeah yep. like oh, <clears throat> a
0: little slower um, but okay cool mm-hmm. so if you weren't drinking alcohol what would you like be your go to drink um you weren't prepared no, for that. <laughs> no,
1: no, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a big coffee drinker. Oh, you are? Um, and How um, many cups of
0: coffee do you have a day?
1: Oh, I could have five or six. Really? Yeah, I can, I can do sometimes, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I would even have a coffee before I go to bed. Too. No. But it doesn't keep me awake. I That's just like so taste the taste of coffee. I just like to taste the taste of coffee.
0: Huh. Okay. So... Yeah. Uh, that's so funny. I mean, coffee over here is also very different than in the mm. U.S. When I'm here, I only drink like cappuccinos, and when I'm uh, in the U.S., I always have cold brew. But here, cold mm. brew isn't a thing. Not yet. No. Not do you yet. like cold brew? Do you like? I, you I
1: I've had some, so I, I use Citizen M quite a lot for, mm-hmm. for meetings, and they do they do a cold. brew. They do that cold brew, uh-huh. um, which comes in a can, actually. Yeah. And they add that to an iced coffee.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. Do you like it? Because cold brew is stronger than normal coffee. Yeah.
1: I think, I mean, they add a, a bit of it, so I think they do it just to enhance the flavor. Got so it's just it. their way of mixing up their, their iced coffee, huh. um, rather than just doing coffee with ice in it. Yeah, I feel like
0: people here don't typically, you don't really get iced coffee. No. And if you do, it's Not. like kind of watered down. Yeah. So no. I stay away. Yeah. Do you drink of coffee, Ronnie?
2: I don't. I don't drink tea or coffee. Why? <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> that, that's that's a really good question. I don't know.
0: I just feel like I don't even like coffee that much. It just like just like it's something to to drink to in the do. office. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I guess we should talk business. <laughs> okay, so let's talk a little bit about. Well, so while we're recording this, um, Corticon is this week so scary. Um, what are you guys doing at Corticon? <laughs>
1: Um, we've we've got a couple of guys who are on uh, I think Alessandra is on a panel mm-hmm. and Marcus is speaking uh-huh. uh, Marcus is our CTO Alessandra is our chief architect um, cool so you've got, the, you've got the intelligent guys who are coming on to talk about stuff
0: <laughs> are they both on uh, what day are they presenting on
2: each day I think
0: oh each cool yeah. Yeah, oh. One on each. yeah. wow that's yeah. great
2: yeah so we've we've got an entire insurance track going on at Codacon on best on day yeah so Alessandro's on one of the panels which is going to be super interesting because it's about interoperability and we've got we've got B3 and Restream so two of the largest consortiums out there and we've got an InsureReach, we've got Swiss Re and Nationwide Insurance so it's going to be really interesting how yeah you've got like these different entities doing a similar but different things in insurance coming together and what I'm super excited about is the InsureTech challenge Oh so, yeah. Those four guys, they've been working so hard at this for nine or ten months and now they're gonna be out there on stage, have the audience vote for them and yeah. And it's it's gonna be super interesting and uh I think all the judges, B3 included, have their favorites among them. So, oh. so at the end of it, once once the audience aside, it would be amazing to exchange notes and see how, yeah. how everyone performed.
0: Yeah, wait. So uh, just for people who don't know what yeah. the InsureTech Challenge is, can you talk a little bit about what what it is and kind of the all the steps, everything that's already happened?
2: Sure. So um, we launched the InsureTech Challenge in Jan. And really, the idea at that time was that um, a lot of folks in the ecosystem, when you look at say startups or innovation arms of insurers they have great ideas and they won't, they have ideas on how to, they want to use blockchain but then for some of the other reason they have some constraints around it for the startups it's obviously um, financial resources mm-hmm. with insurers at times it's about other resources whether it's about getting the required amount of staff to dedicate to these initiatives so we wanted to um, kind of remove these barriers if you will by hooking up startups or innovation arms of insurers with um our partners so we launched the InsureTech challenge it was aimed at these uh, two opposite ends of the ecosystem if you will Mm -hmm. the first round was fairly simple it involved with folks submitting their ideas about what is it that they want to build why do they want to choose quarter and essentially how are they going to go about building this Mm -hmm. so we had about 63 applications globally oh wow that's a lot which was way more than what we anticipated because, again, <laughs> this is the first time we are doing it. We are like, we don't know how many we are going to end up with.
0: That's also really hard to judge, I feel. Like, how do you... Okay, continue.
2: Yeah, it, it is, it is. And it is so hard to judge. But then some of them had some really good business plans. So from 63, we shortlisted to 25 because, again, we we wanted yeah. them to kind of build out applications and present to round two of judges, which we, which included P 3 i So from those 25 applications, Uh, we shortlisted 14 fully built-out products that were presented to a team of B3I, Restream, and R3 leadership in august in london and from there we wanted we wanted to finalize three to move on to Cordacon. um huh. the judges could not select three <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's on you guys um,
0: yeah me three what are they doing <laughs> over there
2: it was it was so interesting like i was out there when the judges were debating on the three and and they talked for about i think close to 90 minutes blew up their lunch hour yeah. and Ultimately, we ended up with four finalists mm-hmm. and one um, one yeah. other team okay, that Okay, yeah, you
0: got you have like an mm. honorable mention. You guys had really an couldn't pick. Mention. That was ridiculous. I was like, oh, who's the winner? And everyone was like, oh no, th- I think there are five. I was like, what?
2: Will? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wasn't a judge, otherwise I would have picked three.
0: Ken, were you a judge?
2: No, I wasn't. Okay, no. so we can't. John, John okay. Carolyn was. John okay. Carolyn was. Oh, yeah. oh
0: well then I can't I can't mm-hmm. make fun of them if they're not yeah. here.
2: So isn't that what we do always?
0: No, Ronnie, we do not.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, not in the podcast at <laughs> least, <case>, right?
0: <laughs> yeah. Not recorded. Um no. Um yeah, that's, so at Corticon, people are going to see the four, four of them or all yes, five? Yes,
2: so there are four of them. Um, what we decided was that um, we'll have four finalists present at main stage. Mm-hmm. The winners going to be chosen among one of the four, but the fifth honorable mention is going to be at Corticon regardless in future zones, so they'll have that opportunity oh. to still show their product, um, get feedback, if you will, from the market. But I think the audience that's attending the insurance track, it's going to be so uh, exciting for them to see solutions from Japan, the US Uganda mm-hmm. all out there kind of fighting for the same thing in some ways but but it's really cool as to how while they're competing in the context of the challenge outside of the challenge they've already started talking to each other about how they can help launch each other's solutions in their respective geographies so it's, it's really cool as to how this is coming together
0: yeah well that's a good transition because um, B3I you guys are on the quarter network <laughs> um, and I feel like you guys are pretty very active in like the R3 the ecosystem um, can you talk a little bit about just your involvement with the corner network or the ecosystem in general
1: what uh, it's 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 kind of early days because we only just launched our product, and we, which we've been working on for quite a long time. But it's great that it's out there, and and we're busy onboarding people. We're busy mm-hmm. persuading people to to take it on. Actually, we, we already know who's going to be using it. So oh, great. Uh, So we're busy doing all the training for them. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that what contracts are going to be placed on the platform. It's a reinsurance platform. So um, so but it's 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 getting people up and running now, um, both on the technology side and on how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's really exciting. Exciting for us because that's kind of why we're here. Yeah. Um, It's the first of a lot more to come. Yeah. But it's a real, um, it's almost been like a mountain, not a hill to climb, a mountain. And and we're just at the top now. Um, Yeah. uh, It's not going to be plain sailing thereafter, but it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, it's there's just, just, like, another hill that you didn't see. <laughs> yeah, because this
1: is the start of, of everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so you talk about the generis- the Genesis code. I mean, this is our Genesis. Yeah, you
0: know. definitely. Uh, yeah, you guys have been kind of in the thick of it, I feel, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but it's the bigger picture that really counts. I mean, we might drift onto that, but, I mean, it's it's not just about this one product. It's yeah. then about the others that come along and the interoperability that you mentioned and the network, not only the, the, the B3i network, but the business network, the core. A network and then out beyond that. Yeah. The future is just so phenomenal, really, if, yeah. you, if you can see that far ahead.
0: Yeah, definitely. So what what made you guys kind of turn to blockchain and say, okay, this is going to solve the problems that we're facing?
1: Oh, well, there's, there's a couple of stories about that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, no, there's, there's one that I have heard that, that there was a bunch of guys that were at a conference from, from four or five insurance companies mm-hmm. and they were on a train coming back and they'd all had a few beers and they thought, oh, this blockchain thing sounds really cool and uh, why don't we do something with it? So they agreed to meet the next week or the week after, whatever, and they sat down around the table and they looked at each other and said, does anyone know anything about blockchain? (laughs) And they all said no. Okay, let's go and find somebody that does. And what happened then is that four guys that knew a little bit more got together and I think that was about April 2016, something like that. And it was in October that uh, those five companies formalized what they wanted to do and then another Ten joined, and then it just just snowballed from there. Yeah. And the whole idea was was this looks really interesting, and I wonder if it can really help, um, you know, improve efficiency or improve transparency or whatever. And so it was all about a POC, like everybody. Let's do an experiment. Let's test yeah. it. There you go.
0: Yeah. Wow it's so funny that it started with
1: <laughs> I don't know how true that story is but it's a good story
0: it is a good story um, but how
1: do most things start up they start up with a conversation probably over a beer yeah yeah reality hits you a few months later when you think mm, this is harder than I thought it would
0: be yeah yeah definitely but it doesn't
2: stop you doing it no, oh I no, mean, you no know.
0: certainly not um Ronnie, why did you join a blockchain company?
2: Okay, so it's it's really interesting. Um,
0: well, I don't know about that, but...
2: Well, it, it kind of is. <laughs> not as interesting as a beer <laughs> on a train story. Um, I was interviewing for this particular firm, which I cannot name. I won't name them. They wanted me to relocate to Kansas City, Missouri. I was like, cannot happen.
0: <laughs> oh, you just offended some listeners. Ooh,
2: <laughs> le- let's erase that then. <laughs> no. Well... And, uh, and it's interesting like they tried to basically tell me as to how I should be doing this because they're going to move on to blockchain and it's going to be amazing and they told me that a few times. So I was like, all right, what's blockchain all about? I'm, I'm not making the move, but let me at least explore blockchain. Mm-hmm. And I guess things just fell into place. Uh, a really good friend of mine actually works for one of R3's partners. And we got together. He told her what he's doing and told me about R3. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that I saw a job at R3, which aligned with what I'm doing and what I wanted to do. And yeah. The
0: rest on. is history. The rest is history. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's moderately interesting. Moderately
2: interesting? Well, <laughs> I'll spice it up next time. <laughs> no, I'm
0: it's fine. Um, okay, so what is the, so you went live very recently. Mm-hmm. What is the future kind of looking like for you for B3i?
1: So this is this is what we're calling our lighthouse product and, okay. and as John Carolyn says you know it it, it, sh- it shows the path for the for the future so being the first product we're testing a lot of things we're testing the platforms the people the acceptance of it and actually whether it can really do something meaningful which we believe it can but it, what it's also doing is it's giving us the the tools if you like to build other products yeah so there's a lot of components in this particular one which we know we can reuse yeah. so some time ago we were going to have you know a parallel production of two different Different products, and actually, we realise at some point we're, we're duplicating a lot of effort because this one can use a lot from that one. Yeah. So let's just bolt it on underneath and do that later. And then, in doing so, we then realize well, actually we can open up our platform for other people to build applications. Mm-hmm. Why would we do that? Well, because it brings applications to the market far quicker than we could do it. Totally. We're not so arrogant to think that we can build everything for the whole world. Uh, well, we could, but it would take a very long time, <laughs> and that doesn't help anybody. Yeah. So. Let's other people do it and uh, let them use our modules let them use our templates you yeah. know. and then you create all of these applications which back to interoperability are interoperable on yeah. the network and on the wider network and so on
0: well that's kind of why um, like open source is so we have core to open source and obviously core to enterprise but the open source community <coughs> is also so important because we are kind of the same way with um, we have a ton of developers this floor on the London office is all developers <laughs> Um, and but we can't build it on our own, and that community. Um, is, a lot of our partners have helped contribute code and stuff. It's pretty pretty remarkable that community. So it's kind of along the same vein. Um, did you guys start building on open source?
1: We did. We yeah. did start building on on open source. We Ooh. we started building on another another platform. Ooh, that. let's mm. talk about that. Why do you pick Corda? Um, I think at the, at the time we started, we quarter wasn't really yeah.
0: It uh, probably know. didn't even yeah. fully exist yet,
1: maybe. And then it, and it, it came to the fore, yeah. and, and, and and what we were using, you know, had some holes that needed plugging. Yeah. Um, which were already plugged, um, if you like, in in the way Corder was was yeah. doing things. Um, and actually, when we went back to them and said, well, "Can you do this?" Yeah, we can. We're going to sort it all out, but not in the time frame that we needed. So, mm-hmm. you know, there were a couple of things that kind of pointed us towards. Switching. And the POC was done. You know, yeah. we were now looking at getting serious going yeah. into commercial production. So we had to reevaluate everything really, including the technology platform. Yeah. So it was a proper evaluation process done
0: to, yeah. to
1: arrive at that point. Was Luckily it, for you.
0: Was it <laughs> yeah. was it tough to re platform? No.
1: Oh, no because because on the open source one of our uh, a lot of us were, were seconded to the project we weren't a company at the time but one of them uh, had actually rebuilt I think 80% of what we were doing in the POC on quarter open source by himself in his not his bedroom in his garage that sounds weird doesn't it in his bedroom <laughs> um, yeah he kind and, and then he said no this is this is the great thing since sliced bread and it's really easy and, and so on and oh. so we said oh, okay well that's interesting let's have a look
2: was it easier for him to rebuild on corda
1: Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe did it all on huh? his own. I mean, okay. It was well, he's also a
0: probably a genius. It's well, not like a you or I could do it, Ronnie. <laughs> he, is, he is. very clever.
1: He knows Speak who he, he is. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not going to mention names because he'll start probably demanding more money or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One, that's hilarious. Two too. If you he listen, he'll know who he is. <laughs> okay, we'll just I, just... I hope
1: he knows who he is. Well, yeah,
0: obviously. <laughs> that but would
2: be weird if he didn't know who he is. Well, like,
0: wait, I did that? What? Yeah.
2: It's, it's amazing to hear that it was so easy for um for for him to rebuild on God, and I think that's that's kind of important. And yeah. I know I'm not the host, so I don't want to be like,
0: Oh my God, Ronnie, there, do whatever you want.
2: That's oh, perfect. You
0: know, I don't have a agenda here.
2: We can <laughs> yeah. take over. Exactly. I'm actually... <laughs> <So>, Tell <Tony> me, Ronnie. <laughs> you're
0: now Catherine Red. So,
1: okay.
2: Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of important. And uh, one, one point that I wanted to touch upon the insuretech Challenge but forgot, like, what, what we see is that a lot of folks generally start off with some other platforms because it, it kind of depends on the geography and what they've heard.
0: And what time they got involved. What time yeah. they got
2: involved, yeah. whose billboards are more prominent at the airport, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's really important what it uh, can hit upon that when B3i re-platformed, they found Corda really simple. That's one of the feedbacks that we got through the insuretech Challenge as well that a bunch of folks oh. had um, started on other platforms with, when they went through the Corda training, saw a couple of things, felt it was fairly easy to pick up, not least for the fact that if you know Java, you could basically start developing apps on Corda. Yeah. So I think it's, 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 it's great that you shape that uh, insight. Yeah, that was, I mean, you know, you don't know how easy something is
1: or difficult until you start using it. And it wasn't until after we started using it that the developers said, well, oh, this is actually a lot more productive. Oh, um, wow. You know, what we were doing before so that's great yeah, it's, good. it's a good selling point yeah. Corda plug
0: yeah, yeah Corda plug sometimes I actually stay away from talking about R3 and Corda on the podcast but you're a great partner and you guys just went yeah, live we so. don't mind
1: plugs I'll just put it on the it, increase the fee yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh I'm oh, going to get we fired no,
1: we didn't we discussed the fee no we had <laughs> no, okay.
0: no worries oh dear I'm going to get fired um but yes, I, I, that is one of the big things that I have heard. I clearly don't. I, I'm not a developer. I'm not. A, I wouldn't know. But that is something that I do hear a lot. Um, but that's great. So, um, are you going to Cordogon?
1: Yes. I'm just
0: jumping brother. all over the place.
1: <laughs> <You're> fine. <laughs> I do
0: too. <laughs> um, okay, well, that's great. And are people other than, you said Marcus is speaking, and who's the other? Alessandro. Alessandro? I don't think I've met Alessandro. Alessandro Spadoni. I've met Marcus a few times. I yep. think I scare him. <laughs>
2: A little. You scare him.
0: I think I do because I'm just very like loud. Every time I see him, I'm like, "Marcus, how are you?" and give him a huge hug, and he's like, totally doesn't want to be touched.
1: You're (laughs) probably one of the few people that can reach him to give him. a hug. Oh, that's
0: true. Well, I also am. Yeah, I'm tall. Um, But yeah, I think I scare him. But do you have other B three I folks going to? I think
1: I think everyone in Zurich's going. Really? Oh, Um, really? I think yeah. There's quite a few people going. Oh Um, wow! I think Sylvan de Cromar, chief. Product officer will be there, John Carolyn will be there. Oh, that's great. Uh, Our new head of business development and sales, um, Fabrizio Farone, Mm -hmm. Farone, is going. He just joined about a week ago. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, he'll be there. So, yeah,
0: Diving be, right in. We'll
1: have an army there. But we're, oh, we're, we're one of your, you know, biggest uh, uh, most important clients. I'm well, a, for yeah. sure
0: most important. Plug. Plug.
1: Fee. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, well, that's good. Are, is there anything that you're looking forward to at the conference in particular?
2: The cocktail party is not part of the conference <laughs> again. Just oh. putting it out there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, Ronnie, getting sassy. And yes, it is. It totally. Isn't.
2: It's outside of the conference, but whatever. Totally Anything doesn't. besides the cocktail party. <laughs>
0: yeah. What are you looking forward to most? Um,
1: um, d- just just picking up. Uh, I mean, f- for me, a lot of the time, what I enjoy about these events is networking with other people.
0: One hundred percent. One hundred
1: percent. It's not much really. I'm there to learn about because I'm not a developer. Um, so put <laughs> bluntly, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I want to. I want to see what other people are doing, how they're talking about it, and and looking for opportunities where we might be able to work together. Yeah. Um, probably Probably more from the, you know, the marketing comms angle, it's uh, yes. well, unusual, but looking for stories, looking for good, nice people to talk to.
0: Yeah, certainly. I think, Something. uh, it's going to be fascinating. I, th- have you been to Corticom before?
1: I didn't go last In the year
0: past? Yet, right. Okay. Uh, well, get out of my studio now.
1: I apologize.
0: <laughs> <I'm> kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Um, but, uh, It is interesting how, and the reason I ask is uh, not to name and shame, but to say that it's crazy how much the conference grows every year, and um, I've been kind of in it for, for quite some time, and it's grown so much it's gonna be it'll be good oh and we have an app I shouldn't talk about Corticon because I'm going to release this after Corticon probably but we have an app um and I'm just doing a shameless plug for myself because I helped create it um but it's really cool you need to download it I'm pulling it up on my phone right now um one second look how cute it is oh cool
1: nice <laughs> nice graphics
0: <laughs> and so you can get the agenda speakers social wall oh my gosh it's in one day 20 hours 21 minutes and 30 seconds
1: All right, there
0: you go so yeah I may combust before then because I'm so stressed but <laughs> anyways um But yeah, we're doing a lot of cool things. We have a blockchain insider. um, They're recording a live podcast Mm. on the first day. So that's interesting. You should definitely stop Mm. by for that because that'll be cool. You'll see how much more professional they are. (laughs) Um,
1: It's all in the message. Yeah. (coughs) No in the production.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not quite sure we're
1: doing it. Trying to be complimentary.
0: Oh, thank you. Sorry. I get weird when (coughs) people. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you. So, uh, you guys, you talked a little bit about how you're kind of just getting over the hill here, um, and now that you're alive, and... Everything. Or, so do you have any intentions to work with other companies now moving forward in not necessarily the ARTHUR ecosystem, but just in the blockchain world? Yeah.
1: yeah. Well. Um, I mean, spot on, really, because partnerships going forward is, is a really crucial part of, of how we'll grow and, okay. and how we'll grow the, the benefits to the market. Um, and those partnerships would be product partnerships, mm-hmm. be service partnerships or solution partnerships. Wow. And probably in the solution side is, is more where we might gr- might work with other blockchain developers, mm-hmm products and service products are going to be more like, you know, insurance companies coming along saying, we want to build this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, services kind of a bit in between. Solution is going to be more more akin to working with other um, other people like us yeah. and, and linking up with them. So it's all about how we can just work together and and for the benefit of the whole market.
0: Yeah. I have to um, to give you guys credit specifically. Like the insurance world and in the blockchain space is like, you guys are like trailblazers Lasers. It's really picking up steam. Um, and I think, especially at R3, and this is also a credit to Ryan as well, Ryan Rugg, who is a superstar in her own right, um, but it's really taking off the insurance space. I think it's one of our, like, main verticals here that we're working on. So it's a good space to be involved in.
1: Yeah, it's it's taken a while, and, and um, needless to say that most of my job in the last three years has been speaking at conferences, and we started off with the education part, and then we suddenly found, I think it was uh, it was late last year, that people were kind of saying, yeah, we get the technology, stop talking about it. Yeah. What does it do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, show me something it does. Yeah. There were very, very little applications out there in the market that you could show anybody. We could show a demo, we could show a video of a demo, but that's not real. Yeah. You know, now we have something, and 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 some of our, we don't like to call them competitors, because we think we're all peers, yeah. really. There are one or two others, but not enough, yeah. not enough to really show people, because people are sitting on the fence, uh, waiting to decide whether to come in or not, yeah, um, because they want to, they want to see something tangible, yeah. But it's really, really early stage. I mean, we, we can see what the future looks like, but it's actually getting there, and you need to put things in front of them.
0: Yeah, well, it's early stage, but this is one of the things, and I actually talked about this um, on a recent podcast, But uh, and I was on Blockchain Insider with Simon Taylor, and I talked a little bit about this as well. Um, so not to repeat myself, but it is very... Uh, <laughs> Fascinating how people are like, oh, what's going, what's going on? Why is like blockchain is not living up the hype? I'm like, it's a new technology. It's so early days. Um, and I actually think I could argue that it 100% is. And I want us to get to a point where we're actually not even talking about blockchain ever. And uh, I feel like you guys are closer to that than than a lot of companies.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's you know, I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. We all know that one. But if you look at the internet, the way that started off, it didn't start off the way we use it yeah okay I mean and in those days we couldn't even say it's early early days but we've got the history that we can look at things like the development of the internet so we know we know how blockchain will emerge we don't know what it will be called or even if we yeah, talk yeah. about it in those yeah. terms but just the
2: potential isn't massive yeah certainly and I think what people miss is that when they talk about um, technology and hype they always compare it with B2C products or platforms when you talk about B2B platforms it's, it, it always takes a lot longer and Especially when you talk about blockchain, getting a software project successful with one firm is hard enough. But when you look at b 3 you guys have what 35, 40 insurers got them together, got everyone to agree on a common set of requirements, yeah. and mm-hmm. and test it out, give their feedback, which is which is pretty awesome to do yeah. all of this in what 18 months. 24 That's months? a great point. That's yeah. a great point. And really, what we're doing
1: is the, is the tip of the iceberg because yeah. a lot of our a lot of our uh, you know companies and shareholders are doing a lot more. Besides internally, yeah, that we don't see because it's, it's it's confidential. Yeah. So there's there's a huge amount going on. I mean, you said earlier on you said something over a hundred uh, applicants to the the Intertech challenge um, in the sixties. Yes, in the sixties. Yeah. Well, that's a huge yeah. number. Yeah, You'd never exactly. have had that two years ago.
0: Oh, no, yeah, never.
1: You know, so this is all good. So the traction is there. They may not have made the last four or whatever, but I was going to ask you, I mean, what are all those other people doing? I mean, I hope they're continuing and they're not disheartened. but
0: Oh, now you're yeah. the interviewer.
1: <laughs> well, loads of good ideas. You don't want to kill no, it's them, do dude. you? It's you know, it's-
2: <laughs> yeah, well, all of them are continuing on the journey, and I think, and I think what's uh, great is that... Um, they, they looked at this in the right way because the spirit of the challenge, and, and of course, at, at times, I think Ryan and I almost sounded like, like a parent where we said that it's not so much about moving on to Kodakon. You guys out here, you're sitting alongside insurers, you're sitting alongside B3I, Mm Restream, Richard Brown, David Rotter, and this is the network. What do you get out of these two days and the presentations Mm -hmm. is what's going to make you successful, not necessarily winning at Corticon. I think um, a lot of them uh, agree with it, and they are still continuing on their journey. They are working with R3 and the rest of the judges in varying capacities, so um, so to answer your question, I don't think uh, folks have fallen by the wayside. The ones who were seriously building on quarter are continuing along that path and and yeah, they do want to come back next year and compete again, yeah good for them
0: yeah. yeah yeah seriously well thank you both for coming in the studio today i ronnie i totally threw him for i was like hey you want to join this recording so hey, i've been waiting nineteen months
2: up. with this <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. and it had
1: to do with me <laughs> <so>. <laughs>
0: well he, he is honored um
2: <laughs> yes. i'm honored yeah, thank you <laughs> you guys you should be
0: <laughs> oh dear i i was doing the gags yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on?
1: We We're just, all just rotate It's a mutual, it's a it's a mutual three way pleasure. Yeah.
0: yeah, you guys can be the hosts now. Um, thank you for coming in the studio today. I had a lot of fun um, and learned a lot. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life in the Fast Chain. I recorded a bunch of other episodes while I was in London. I miss London so much, by the way. Shout out to our London office; it's gorgeous. Everyone's so nice. They all think I'm insane, um, but I mean, everyone around here thinks that too, so it's fine. Um, but so I'm going to uh, continue to push out those episodes for the next few. Um, so you're going to hear some references to Corticon, but you know what? We're going to keep the drumbeat rolling. It was an amazing event Um, we're working on getting all the videos together to post them so everyone can see all the sessions Um, and you can see me get on stage post anxiety attack I actually want to say before I let this I'm making my intros and my conclusions much longer just because I feel like you know we we, we can get to know each other a little bit better but um I had a full-on anxiety attack before going on stage at Corticon Um, and pushed through it and it ended up being amazing I was only on stage for probably 10 minutes um but it was really really cool so I'm excited to watch that back I'm a little scared because I'm not really used to people seeing me I'm used to people hearing me um so that's why I was very nervous but I think it turned out okay um share the podcast listen on your favorite podcast app subscribe obviously and uh tweet at me at bread and rudder with any feedback let me know what you think about my taylor swift outfit i'll also post mine from last year because i think that one is actually so much better but i don't it's very hard for me to admit okay thanks bye